Welcome back to Mission Spino. And wow, that was a race. That was quite uh, quite interesting, I will say. It was decent. Hey, was I, think right. I, got in the, I think I got in a crash on lap one. Sorry. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> um, no, I have predicted a boring race from all the boring tracks this year, and none of them have been boring, except for Monaco. Um, River, if, it, if it makes you feel better, River, this is the first track where you told me it was a bad track and there was a great race, but I looked at you afterwards and I was like, no, this is still a horrible racetrack. Like, it, is, it, it was is, just a good race. It is terrible. Yes. It and is you terrible. didn't say that after Paul Ricard? Paul Ricard is not. I, I mean, I had no opinion of Paul Ricard, which I think is the insult of Paul Ricard, but like I can <laughs> yeah, tell it's a terrible race. Terrible. Like, nah. It is. I was like, Paul Ricard's going to be boring. It wasn't. I was like, oh, man, Hungary going to be boring. Monaco without walls it was far from boring. Yeah. Um, great battles there. In your defense, River, I think the opening laps and the closing laps made up for a lot of the middle. In what? Uh, it, in Hungary. Well, you had the great battle between Alonso and Hamilton. But that's my point. It's like the last, the first four laps were amazing and the last 10 laps were amazing, but it was a 72-lap race. It was. That's true. And 58 um, of them were terrible. <laughs> it's very, uh, very down the line with Hungary. Um, why don't we just get into it? Because Valtteri Votas, am I right, guys? I had this conversation with River. Where we were actually luckily got to watch the race together in person. Um that felt like the final nail, didn't it? <laughs> it's tough like that, to justify that. Had that, very, that had a very, like, that felt like the cherry on top of a bad season for Valtteri. Can I point out that Valtteri Votas is like a bizarro version of Ayrton Senna in the rain? Like, he's just consistently horrible every time. Remember Turkey? What did you, you say? Remember Turkey? Yeah, and then you had Turkey... And you had, I mean, Imola. Don't forget Imola. Yep. Imola was not great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was George's fault, but. Yeah, but it's just, it, it's. But I, I probably I shouldn't have been fighting with George was battling with Botas. Yeah, that, that's the, I'm not talking about the crash. I'm talking about the fact that he was battling with Williams. Hey, 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 that's George point scoring Russell to you. That's true. Oh my God. Is that positive George Russell speak from Sam? Yeah. Still yeah, behind because, the Especially when you consider who finished ahead of him. It's definitely positive. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm yeah, saying that was a brilliant move by team. George passing everybody in the pits. He really <laughs> thought he would get away with that one. Try to do it. Try to do it. Yeah, that was yeah, a weird. I, you know, I'm really, I'm, I really, I mentioned this to River though. Like George, the whole like pit thing, whatever, Sam. But like, um, coming out, like George was in P2 and then had a puncture, and so a con passed him into P2, and that set up the rest of the race for Esteban. I don't think the Williams had enough juice to win that race if Absolutely George was not. first. Yeah. But if if George doesn't have that puncture, Lewis has to pit and George is in first. I wonder how that race goes differently. Hmm. He would have gotten a penalty for overtaking half the field in the pit lane. <laughs> Probably. Listen, this is just a, this is a pro gamer move, Sam. <laughs> Speaking of penalties. Is so slick. Speaking of penalties, Lance Stroll. <laughs> And well, I, I don't like, I feel like we didn't give the Batas incident enough time for the amount of damage he did to the race, but I think what Lance did was worse. <laughs> Lance just, he just, it was the worst mistake. 
He fully Lance, Lance was like, I locked up. And I'm like, no, you dive-bombed Charles. Like, you'd see the, I could see the moment that his car changed angles to the grass. He yeah. thought he was playing F1 2020 with the with the damage on minimum mode. Yeah, no, yeah. it was like it was like it was like one of those videos on like F, like R slash F1 game where it's like, yo, was this my fault or the CPUs? And it's like you weren't even on the track. <laughs> yeah, that was the dive bombs and all dive bombs right there. That was like straight up kamikaze. Absolutely, yeah. Valtteri Bottas and Lance Stroll were the cleanup crew on that first yeah. game. <laughs> but I mean, like that, like to cut back to that Valtteri thing, though, like that. As good as he's been, in at times with Mercedes over the years, I have a feeling what just happened is going to be our defining memory of Valtteri Bottas in that seat. Yeah, I feel like I feel like in, in ten in ten years we're not going to talk about his race wins or his podiums. We're going to talk about when like when he crashed out half the field. Yeah, well, people were saying online they're like, yeah, he took out the he took out the Red Bulls though, so it's good. It's like, dude, he's got a five place grid penalty for Spa. If Valtteri, yeah, I mean, in, in fairness, Lewis has been racing the Red Bulls two on one all season, so it's really not that <laughs> different. Yeah, Total will definitely take that trade off, man. Five places, man, that's not enough. If it's Valtteri Bottas, so if he starts the grid in eighth, he'll like finish in eighth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not. I mean, not a, River. Also, he, River, that can spa. we? I'm gonna point out, like, we're, we're gonna make fun of the accident and him locking up. Valtteri qualified second. He was in fifth by turn one. Yeah, he had an atrocious start. I mean, Max, Checo, and Lando literally just went around him. Wet, Lando looked God. like he was passing someone on the highway. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, Lando was like, like you just got out of a school zone, but like, that's <laughs> still going 15 miles an hour. Way to go it's kind of Lando, like, I, I don't think the line Lando took to get around Valtteri is even a racing line. He was just like, <laughs> screw it, I'm going around you. She's <laughs> like, get out of the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, really unfortunate for a lot. Of, I mean, Red Bull, man, has had some bad luck these past two weeks. There's no question about I that. Was, I was going to, like, can we, like, God damn it. I, Sam, I want you to be quiet when I say this. Ferrari's had some shit luck this year. Yeah. Thank you. Like, Thank awful. you. Charles, Thank especially. You. Yeah. I mean, we just found out literally 20 minutes before we started recording that Charles has irreparable, like, engine damage. Yeah. Like, that's his mm-hmm. second of time course. with that of the year. If he has to replace his engine one more time, it's a grid penalty. And I don't think either time has been his fault. Well, well, at least to, to Ferrari's the credit, first probably was. Yeah. thankfully they didn't give Charles the new engine. They gave it to Carlos before the race started. Because if they had mm-hmm. given it, if they had given it to Charles, like the brand new engine, and then it got wrecked, and then they had to just replace it immediately without any wear, that would really grid suck. Ferrari and gr- that would that I think that would have been the grid penalty. Yeah, yeah. Because Charles had the engine that had already been replaced, yeah. and this is the yeah. second replacement. Yeah, I mean. Dude, he's had a couple of podiums that have just kind of taken from him. Yeah. And now Carlos Sainz is ahead of Charles Leclerc in the driver's seat. Also, I don't like, I want to use this with a grain of salt because I think out of all the people that were wronged in this race, he's probably like eighth or tenth on this list. Speaking of people that Lance took like a good podium opportunity from, Danny was in a really good spot until he got turned. He was. And then I mean, granted, Danny also (laughs) had a, Danny also had a like, 
compared to the rest of the people he was competing with a really good car and didn't make any progress afterwards. He got I passed by Max Verstappen with half a barge board. Grant, I don't, okay, I, don't know what, I don't know if I don't know if Danny had any damage or not, but I don't yeah. care what damage you have. Getting passed by Max driving like 75% of a car is really, really damning. But yeah, I mean, he I think, but like if but but if Lance like remembers what a racing line is, I think Danny and Charles are <laughs> two and three going out of yeah. lap one. And I think yeah, that's okay. that's a drastically different race. And the air got shafted too because he qualified amazingly. No, I, th- I was gonna say yeah, I think like, out of, I think out of everyone who didn't DNF, Pierre got shafted yeah. the most. And I'm glad he could still recover that position back. Um, well, yeah. So I didn't realize this. Like, a, I was a great race by him. Like he got swung way out wide, had to drive mm-hmm. through all the wreckage. Like great for him to get P5 back. I didn't realize he was stuck behind Mayspin and Kimi when they had their accident in the pit lane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like F1 just posted the video. He had, he was like pulling in behind Mayspin and got stuck. <laughs> so like that's twice. Of, that, that's twice I, that Pierre was like. like Kind of like someone yeah. did something stupid ahead of Pierre and he had to suffer. Outside of the Alpines and maybe Carlos, was there anybody that was lucky in this race? Um, I think, I think a cone. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll outside, of outside of the Alpines, outside of the Alpines and Carlos. And I'll use, um, this, as, I'll use this as a bit of a, a criticism and a praise. Uh, Yuki was pretty far back and managed to get pretty far ahead of that order. I mean, I think I think pretty clearly the Williams. Yeah. yeah. True. Um, I mean, they got 10 points, which is more than they've had, like, I think since 2018 combined. And that'll give them a $4 million bonus. So yeah, they're probably pretty pleased about that one. And yeah. I, I, had this, I had this debate now. with River, and River disagree, but I think Nicholas Latifi, there's an outside chance he might have saved his seat for 2022. Yeah. I mean, he had a great drive. I'm not going to deny that. Um, that was know, like, maybe. I mean, granted, I've I've been the uh, I've been the Nicholas Latifi isn't horrible person in the past on this pod, and in moments like, I know that he got lucky to stay in P six was a really good drive. Oh, he stayed in P three for a long time and drove. Yeah, he well. did. Yeah, I mean, um, granted, he was he was doing that more so by defending rather than speed. Yeah, and he was doing so because no one can pass at Hungara Ring, but. That's true, like, but he still managed the car fairly well and he'd be brought he home. So I got to give credit. To I got to give Counterpoint. credit. Counterpoint. 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 What if he just, you know, what, what if he just yeah, killed his chance of getting the seat next year? Because now the Williams is going to get that big constructor's bonus. And now they're like, we don't need Latifi money, money anymore. anymore. Yeah. Good point. That's a good point, too. Well, I mean, who do they, I mean if, if, if George is gone, they're replacing both seats. Do they put like the Verizon in there? Uh, well, well we I will mention this too. That's for sure. I don't know how this kind of ties into everything, but Dan Tickdom, who's an F2 driver, did just get released from his Williams contract as, as a you know Academy driver, and he mentioned that the big reason was that he, he he was said that he was told that there would be no seat available at Williams for 2022. So, however you want to interpret that, because obviously I think George is leaving. Um, I, I think they, ha- I think they know who they want to be there. Um, yeah. I think it could be interesting to see. I, I don't buy this. Take them crap out of me. That guy's, I mean, he is not a reliable source and he's a clown. So. Yeah, he is a clown, especially if they're what he, he, got sacked on because, screens, but. he got sacked because he was torching with Latifi. He can't yeah. even try to tell me otherwise. Um, he claims he was Latifi earlier was than Latifi. that. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. He was Latifi with emotional baggage. <laughs> perhaps who knows um 
but yeah it's pretty interesting to see what's going to happen with that shakeup, especially with Williams getting that higher position, kind of securing that. Um, speaking of penalties, I was going to say, <laughs> never mind. If you if you have a segue, never mind. I was just going to say something else. Go for it. Um, Sebastian Vettel was oh. P two, and it may look like he might not be P two. Sam, I'll let you take a victory lap on this one. Well, I mean, look, he had a good drive, but did that did that you know, hurt to say? I mean, here's the thing that I hate about tracing point. They always They're try to play the big point car. But yes, they huh? still drive a tracing car. So whatever. They always try to play the victim <gasps> card, dude. They're like, "Oh my god, it's such an archaic rule." Oh my god, the FIA regulations were meant to stop us. When, when, when we shouldn't have got points taken away in the constructors last year. When, when, when. It's like, no, okay, every other car in the race and every other car in the entire time that I've been watching F1 has been able to finish the race with enough fuel in it, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, you guys botched this one up, all right? Just idiots. I hate them and their stupid excuses, man. Seth had a great drive, but that's all I can say about them. Respect. I'll take that. I will absolutely yeah, take I'm that. just tired of their excuses, dude. That's, I mean... That's what they are, like freaking Aston excuses, bro. And now Carlos Sainz gets another podium, should this stick. Um, and half of Carlos Sainz's podiums have occurred after the fact. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. Carlos is just the most opportune driver. Always yeah. in the right place at the right time. Except for when he's in the wall on Saturday. <laughs> well, I still think he's had a pretty damn good season so far. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's what? I think he's fifth in the standings now. Not bad. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been he's been one of the pleasant surprises for me this year. I knew how good Carlos was, but like with the positions he's been in, he's done a really damn good job. Yep, he is. He's not the fastest driver, but he's probably the most consistent. He's never going to make a mistake, except unless it's sad. But he made up for it, though. That's the thing. Um. Have we spent long enough without talking about Alonzo yet? Yep. <laughs> we should have. I want to, I want to, I want to, yeah. before I am asked, I want to submit a formal apology. Um, <laughs> I didn't like, again, I, my great, my take was that Fernando is not going to show up and be vintage Fernando all the time. I think that still stands, but that was the wrong perspective to have going into the season. And holy shit, getting to watch Fernando do something like that i mean i've i mentioned this before on his uh sprint qualifying in the opening lap at silverstone but this like really cemented it what a friggin' professional well I, I mean i think you're you're leaving out a certain take that you had before the season i did i uh, my bold prediction in our preseason podcast was that fernando would not finish top five in any race Yikes. and uh, he is Yikes. he's going to finish either fifth or fourth depending on what sebastian metal does so regardless that prediction is wrong uh, both of my medium predictions have now been proved wrong. I also thought Danny would win Monaco. So <laughs> it's been a tough year for my predictions. Um, it has a dark day. It's, it's a dark day. Oh, but, you know, I think, I think the, the joy of getting to watch Fernando be vintage Fernando outweighs the pain of being incorrect. And he was an absolute brick wall for a good strategy. One of the greats of all time. That was it. That was some brilliant defending, especially against Lewis Hamilton on the faster mediums on fresher tires. Yep. Fantastic. 
uh, on that yeah. part. How about that? How about that? Uh, that fun little start from Lewis Hamilton on the restart. Mm-hmm. Didn't by himself. Okay, I am so because yeah, I literally missed all of this. Yes, uh, for those of you who don't know, and that's everyone, um, unless you know, unless Sam, like your parents, are listening. Um, Sam has moved to Berlin. <laughs> yes, this podcast is officially international. Yes, and that's the only reason why he moved to Berlin. Uh, he didn't Mission want to. Spino, we had to have someone international. So Mission Spino <laughs> transcends borders. Yeah. Do. Um So yeah, I'm born in Germany right now, and Saturday I was or Sunday, I mean, I was flying in, and I missed the start of the race. And you guys were texting me the whole time, all the updates, and I was yeah. So out of all out of all it. the races where you could only miss the first like three laps, yep, <laughs> you picked this one. Not a great one. It was the dumbest single sporting event I'd ever watched by lap eight. <laughs> and it was glory. Oh, man. Yeah, but no, um, to reference, to go back to what River was mentioning before, um, Lewis Hamilton uh, going out and being the only person to not pit and change back to slick tires. Uh, he does a single lap around Hungara Ring and then radios into his team and goes, yeah, it's dry. That was one of my favorite radio calls of the season. He's <laughs> him going, yeah, it's dry. <laughs> Although it gave me my favorite picture of the season, which was Lewis Hamilton alone yeah. on the starting grid, in which River showed him classic. A uh, metaphor I, 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 for, for his fans after the Verstappen incident. It was the, um, <laughs> I think River showed me my favorite picture of the day from Reddit later. It was uh, Lewis Hamilton on the grid alone after an 190-second penalty for taking out the other 19 drivers. <laughs> and i think that was my favorite seconds. thing of the day. yeah just 10 seconds i don't think something yeah, that Haas would do like just like just take them all out you know Mazepin gets to the back of the line and then drives sideways <laughs> this is don't gunther if you're listening you don't at do least this. give us credit at least give us yeah credit. please yeah. no i think no my favorite other underrated moment of the day, Gunther's reaction when May's been hit Kimi in the pit. Oh, lane. that was brilliant. <laughs> I don't so know. Good. I still don't know whose fault that was. Um, it was definitely Kimi's fault. It was, Kimi's well, I think it was more Alfa. It was Alfa Romeo, not Kimi. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kimi's just doing what they're But like, for. but May's been coming in and like knocking into Kimi's is going out, and Gunther just putting his hands in the air, like not like excessively, but just like a soft little like oh. a dejected like no, yeah. <laughs> Not again. Very brilliant. Um, remember when we said that if Max won these last two races, the championship was his for summer break? And now, yeah, Lewis Hamilton is in the lead and Mercedes is in the lead. One yeah. Time. I mean, incredible. Like, incredible turnaround by Mercedes. And all they had to do was get yeah. the battering rams out and boom, first place. Although I do like, Part of me, I think the championship fight's going to be different because it's going to be opportunistic for both of them. But, like, if I'm Mercedes, if we needed Max Verstappen to DNF and then drive half a car and Checo to have the worst race of his season and then, like, not finish a race on lap one, and that, like, puts you in a situation where you're leading by, like, eight, I'd feel terrible if I'm Toto Wolf about the future well yeah because i mean you had the max incident at baku and then you had the silverstone incident and then you had him racing with half a car hungry and all of that happened and they're still up by eight so yeah definitely I mean, mercedes has had their own you know issues ever 
ever sure. since Bahrain, ever since Bahrain, every single race that Max hasn't won, you can point to a moment where he really probably should have, except like maybe Portimao in Spain. Yeah. Well, so like since the first four race, races, though, like he, huh? he didn't qualify. He didn't qualify very well this weekend. No, he didn't. Like, this this is going to be a lot of speculation, but like every yeah. race that Max hasn't finished first or second, there's been like outside circumstances that screwed him over. Yeah. Which is yeah. interesting, and which I'm very excited for when Spa comes around. A, Spa is the greatest racetrack in the world. Um, B, just to see how Red Bull kind of comes back. Do you guys, why don't we just start off with this? Do you guys think that Red Bull and Mercedes will be looking for some upgrades over summer break, or do you think they're going to keep the cars the same? No, I think every F1 team is content. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, they're not supposed to upgrade over the summer break because all the factories are supposed to be closed. Yeah. F1 has a long but, history of rule following. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I, I don't know, man. I think, like, these guys have to be focused on their 2022 cars at this point. Yeah, I feel like at some point they have to go ahead and, and call it and start focusing on next year. So Speaking of 2020. where that happens. Speaking of 2022 cars, did either of you gentlemen happen to see that George Russell was testing Mercedes's 2022 tires? Yes, in the W10 today. That's I don't it. think that. I don't think that means nothing. Yeah, probably not. Well, considering because um, all, all the people I saw on Twitter were like, "Well, they always have the reserve drivers do this," but Aston had Seb and Lance do it. And I don't see if you're a team, I don't see the advantage of having reserve driver test like new regulation tires for the first time. I feel like you only do that with someone you think is going to be in that car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once again, the pieces are pretty much together. Uh, George even had a really kind of a pathetic interview earlier this week where they were like, you know what you're doing next year? And he was like, um, and he started laughing. Yeah. Yeah. He was like laughing. And then he used to like blame the fact that he was laughing on the interviewer and then like wouldn't respond for like 30 minutes. <laughs> it felt like 30 minutes. And he was like, um, yeah, there have been talks. And I was like, yeah, Okay. So, like, the jigsaw puzzle is getting pretty easy to put together. I, I would foresee it happening. Yeah. So, we'll see where it goes. Uh, they're, Honestly, they're, like I told Ryan, what they should do is that they should just put George in the seat now so that they don't have to face that five-grid penalty. That's the big brain play. Also, I think, I honestly, like, they're not going to do this because it's, like, kind of classless. But, like, I think putting George in that seat now is, like, their path of least resistance to the WCC because I don't think Valtteri is offering them anything. Yeah, I mean, it's been tough for Valtteri. Now, granted, I, I do want to actually re- retrace that statement. The last time we had a podcast, I'd mentioned how Valtteri had a pretty great revival with three straight podiums. So I don't, I don't want to have revisionist history because he had a really You're great just a great, bad a really take great. machine. Just I think just sucks in the wet. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, he did have three straight podiums beforehand, so I guess Valtteri's having a better season than I want to admit. But uh, it's easy to get colored with... Um, I still think it's one of his worst still, with Mercedes at least. Oh, I think this is his worst season with Mercedes by far. Yeah, like the Baku... I, I, was, I don't think... Invisible Man and Baku and Imola and then, then uh, you know, this... I don't, think he de- I don't think he deserves to have a seat but earn Mercedes for next year. I don't think that's the kind of season he's having, but I think that we're like, well, also I think part of that is like a lot of his podiums are like non-memorable third place finishes. Yeah. Like, which is like not something that's really an achievement to celebrate. If you're in that Mercedes, like the only person he's really beating in those races is Checo. 
Yeah. And like maybe Lando sometimes, like he really like you if you're in the second spot in the Mercedes car, you're not you don't have a whole lot of competition for third. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just I don't know. Um I, I hope he gets a seat. I, th- I hope he still has a seat in 2020. Well, I, I'm in a Mercedes seat. I think he's going to be an I, I, I hope he still has a Mercedes. I know Alfa Romeo have been looking at that. So I, I don't know what they're going to end up doing. But I, I would hope that he would still have some sort of seat because I don't think – I think the Mercedes experiment is over with him. But, I um, agree. Yeah. I think that Both hopefully he can find some other some other seats. He's good enough to be on the grid. That's, that's, that's yeah. what I mean. I, I don't think he's got some good I, driving left. I think there. he needs to change the scenery. Yeah. No, Mercedes is going to go with uh, uber famous reserve driver Alex Albon. They're going to buy him away. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't wait for him to recreate what Valtteri did uh, at Hungary. That'd be fun. I'd be. I'd feel like I have a really bad feeling that Alex Albon is going to have like a bunch of social media movement for a long time to get back in a seat, and he's going to like come in as a reserve driver for a race and like DNF. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I don't want it i don't want it to happen i like alex i hope he gets another chance but i have a really bad feeling i'd like to see alex a lot in formula one i think he's a good dude and i still think he can he still has some pace in him i don't think it's gonna happen i think he'd probably be in an car that. or something it else just it, it, like, like i've said before it sucks to me that you can have a bad season at age like 24 and that just ruins your entire career but that's yeah. how the world of sports works sometimes and i think he's in a bad he's coming into the sport at a bad time to try and snag an open seat yeah we'll see what happens i i think he deserves to be an f1 at least another chance maybe because uh, he definitely didn't have a great year at red bull um but i think indycar or another open seater series is probably going to suit him suit him more yeah i mean the guy is an expert test lap demonstrator and recreating max yeah at silverstone really. yeah, yeah no recreating lewis yeah lewis lewis's line um yeah they gotta have him recreate both tasks now Exactly. They're gonna. I can't <laughs> wait for all the recreations. It's gonna be. Um, I don't think he's tried. As far as I didn't try and try and get him to pop his left rear in Baku, you know, <laughs> just try and try and recreate it. Just to show Pirelli. Yeah. Um, um, what are some of the other uh, narratives here? Uh, well, you know what? We didn't even talk about this yet, which is surprising because he won the race. Um, Esteban oh. Ocon won this race. <laughs> uh, he finished I mean, first above all the other drivers to win this he race. He didn't even get drive for the day, poor guy. No, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't deserve it over Fernando anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, uh, that that sounds like I'm being negative to Ocon, but that's just really like a positive on Fernando's end, really. Well, it's yeah, kind of crazy man. how uh, Ocon can win this race and then finish at 11th in the driver's standings. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's like, like, obviously, congrats to Esteban Ocon. And, like, I don't, like, he did get handed the first position, but, like, he he battled pretty hard to keep that spot. Like, just because just because you wind up in first after lap two doesn't mean that you just automatically have the win, win even in a track like Hungara Ring. Yeah. Like, he had a really great race, and he never, he never made a single mistake that I saw. I don't think so. I think it was very solid from Ocon. So it was yeah. a really solid race. Um does this change my opinion of Esteban Nacon as a driver? Not much. I mean, obviously, you have to think higher of somebody if they win a race, but it's also the yeah. first time he made Q3 in three months. 
So yeah, and like, well, I mean, let's be honest. Like, you know, he took advantage of some very good circumstance at this moment. Okay. He did, um, and he didn't mess up after that. But he did take advantage of that. You're right. No, but I I agree. Like, he took advantage of that. But like, if we're gonna prop up like Fernando for finishing in the top five and like Carlos <laughs> for podiuming, we can't like play this game with Esteban's win. Okay, like, okay, but like, no, but like, literally, like he, Ocon literally did not have to pass anybody. Everybody no, crashed out, and then Lewis went on wet tires, and like no, he, he inherited the he lead. Also, he was also he was under pressure from Seb for a lot of yeah, that race. Yeah, I mean he he did. Had they not Seb, messed up, like Seb, it stopped. Seb know. probably would have won actually, and then yeah, got it retroactively yeah. taken away from. Actually, him. Yeah. had had Fernando <laughs> not played defense for four laps, that's oh, what yeah. I think that he was. Absolutely, was no. Team. Lewis would have eviscerated. Uh, had had he yeah. got in, he was going three point seven seconds faster a lap. Yeah, like three and a half about yeah, um, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> also, can we point out like Lewis podiumed with a three stop? I yeah, the yeah. fact that Lewis managed a podium again, great oh, drive. All this competition was taken out of the race, man. Like, yeah, but still a great okay. drive from him going from fourteenth to again to Sam second or third. <laughs> I sung his I sung his praises too. If we're playing this game with Lewis on a comb, we need to play it with Fernando. Well, like if, okay, but Fernando if, actually had to uh defend against Lewis for all those laps. Yeah, Lewis okay, didn't but, defend but, against Lewis. Like okay, I, I, I don't know. Like Ocon defended against Vettel, who's in like a, a car that's like a similar pace and like a track. I, I think the Aston Martin's better than the Alpine. Oh. Yeah, I think, I think, they, I think Alpine has much better drivers than Aston Martin. <laughs> well, at least better yeah, like, drivers. I think I won. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the Aston Martin's better than the Alpine. I think we've had conversations that Alpine's the worst engine on the grid. Yeah. And I think they still are. It is. Oh, no, it is. So, yeah, I mean, like. Well, great result for them still. Did Esteban Acone probably yeah. have the path to least resistance of anybody in their first F1 win ever? Yes. Did he yeah. still? Like, I mean, there there was like a 30-lap stretch where if he like locked up on a turn, Seb would have passed him. That's and true. He didn't. He, he, yeah. So, he, I mean, he drove well. I just like, you know. Yeah. We have to contextualize it. It's not like it's not like he just broke he through and passed everybody from – It's not like he yeah. broke, broke through and passed everybody from eighth, but he still, like, yeah. was put in a position where he couldn't make a mistake and he didn't. Yeah. And yeah, that's not exactly. As, yeah, that's not as impressive as, like, Max winning when he was, like, 17 or whatever it was. Like, it's not, like – it's not a win that changes or transcendentalizes his career in any way or, like, mm-hmm. puts him on a new trajectory, but it's still an impressive feat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this was a crazy race. Uh, I'm excited to lead into the summer break with this because it looks a little bit different than we thought it was. Or Spa, whatever the next race is. And Spa is my favorite track. I am super excited to see them race there. I would would suggest moment of the race, but I think it's all Fernando holding off Lewis for us. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any... uh, No, it's fine. No. Um, but since we don't have a race to preview, um, any bold predictions for the second half of the year? Sure. Why don't we start with you, Ryan, since you just courageously Oh, you know, darn it. I was hoping I had more time to formulate. I was hoping I had more time to formulate. Yeah, I'm sure um, you were. But go. How many? Just just singular? Yeah, singular. I think, I think Lando finishes the season in third. 
Okay, that's not super bold, but it's okay. Cool. Do I can I can go bolder if you want. You don't need to go bolder. I think that's fine. I, I can. I want to, but I, then, I think I'll steal. Why are you listening? To me? Yeah. Um. Okay. If you want me to go bolder, uh, I think Red Bull wins the constructors, which is still not super bold. I don't know if that's bolder. I think that's no. less bold. I think that's my pick. In fact, I'll go bold. Not really bold. Not really bold. I think Max wins world drivers, and I think Red Bull wins constructors. I think they bounce back after this and finish the year strong. I'm still not. I'm still not ready to make a call on drivers. I, I think Max Verstappen's a very angry individual at the moment. He so. is for sure. Yeah, I think that's the Brandon. worst thing for Max. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like Max is too. super motivated, but he has a bad history of his emotions when he drives. Yeah. So, and granted, he's much, he's much more mature than he was before. He was, um, is, but we'll see how that happens I mean, into it. Uh, Sam, any bold predictions uh, for the second half? Yeah, I meet a nice German girl who likes F1, and we live happily ever after. That's, That's a scorching hot one, yeah. take. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Sam. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, okay, go. go. No, I was going to no, say, who ends, the, who, who ends the year in third, McLaren or Ferrari? Um, oh, it was a good one, actually. We'll bottle it. Ferrari always bottles it. Um, I was going to say, like, I, I still think McLaren, because I think Lando's going to have the best season of the four. But the fact mm-hmm. that the fact that McLaren and Ferrari are tied right now with the luck that Ferrari's had so far doesn't make me feel yeah. super great. Well, you forget yeah, no. that <laughs> it might matter more to McLaren than Ferrari or whatever, but Ferrari, and I don't know if McLaren does, Ferrari still gets that giant legacy payment from F1 for just being Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> well, McLaren also doesn't have Renato. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I honestly, bro, I kind of like Renato now. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Stop like, the press. We seem to be going in the right direction. Like he's got to get his driver lineup. Yeah, like, that's a good point. Right things. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I kind of he's grown on me. I mean, we'll see how I feel. Like the ultimate factor will be what the pace is in twenty twenty two. You know, Sam, turn your camera on. I have to make sure you're safe. Well, no, I'm just saying that that's judgment day. But like, we're going in the right direction <laughs> right now. So no, I agree. You guys are trending mm-hmm. upwards a lot faster than I thought you would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you asked me two months ago, I would have thought McLaren would finish third on like unbothered, but oh yeah, me too. So yeah, I think uh, we got a right. pretty great second half of the summer to look forward to. Yeah, talk to you guys at Spa. Indeed, we'll That's do some uh, some other things in between then to do some fun little off season, quote unquote. Yeah, Sam, you're not you're not going a month without you're not yeah. going a month without us, Sam. Well, can. listen to news to me. Oh yeah, well we broke it to you right here. Kind of like how Carlos well, yeah. I mean, stewards well, by Woodlock. Why don't you inform me and the audience what you have planned? You know, it's just like build the hype a little bit. Yeah, sure. You um, have nothing planned, do you? So this is a good episode of Mission Spino. Um, <laughs> we're done. This is over. Um, we will catch you guys next week for my plan, which I have. I just need a little more money. Master plan. Um, <laughs> Dutch. <laughs> I have a plan, Arthur. I just need more money. <laughs> But uh, we'll, we'll do that. So <laughs> I have been River, and they will give you names that aren't theirs. I am. Uh, well, I have been Ryan. I am Sam. Oh wow! Just to fight me? Yeah. Okay. Yes. This there's, one motiva- if there's one motivator that if there's one motivator more than mischief in my life, it's spite. That's true, and that's a good <laughs> motivator. That's a great way to live your life. Um, this has been Mission Spino, and we will catch you guys later.
See ya. All right, peace.